almost in in-person services again. We're so close. And uh, if you realize or if you've noticed, um, on the 7th of November will be the first time we're going to celebrate together in person as Living Hope Church. Uh, we actually uh, changed our name officially back in August and we're in lockdown, so we weren't able to celebrate together. So on the 7th of November, when we come back together, uh, we will do a bit of a mini celebration, have some coffee, a couple of other goodies, um, just to celebrate our first time together and celebrating the first time as Living Hope Church. So it's going to be good. So hopefully we'll see you there. Um, before I get into today's message, let me pray. Father God, we thank you, Lord. We thank you. We thank you for your word today, Lord. We thank you. We thank you for your faithfulness, that thing that's already coming through this morning. We thank you, Father God, that you are so good. We thank you, God. We ask, Lord God, that you'll open up our eyes for your word today. Let us see, not only with our eyes or hear with our ears, but spiritually. Let us understand with a spiritual understanding in Jesus' name. Anoint my mouth. Let me speak words of wisdom, truth, and love in your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. So this morning, I'm going to continue on the book of Daniel. I'm only going to touch on it this time. I felt like uh, last night God was moving me in a different direction, but it's still uh, it's still quite powerful what the book of Daniel brings. And uh, right now in the present moment that we're in, in all this unknown and everything, the book of Daniel really touches the point of where we're at right now as a, as, a, as a society. And it really talks about remaining in the faithfulness of God and remaining faithful to God. So just that theme this morning is going to continue coming out. So it's going to be powerful. Um, you know, we're, we're, we're living, we're living in, you know, really, I don't know if what you call it, uncharted or ungodly territory. And, you know, uh, lately just talking about God and mentioning the word God offends people. People get offended as soon as you talk about faith. And it's so funny. You know, these days, just that word and you're talking about it. These days, even living a moral good life or living a life of integrity and honesty offends people. It's like their own guilt comes to the surface and they get annoyed. It's like, I remember when I was younger, when I wasn't a Christian and I didn't believe or refuse to believe, I, I would try to tempt the Christians, I will try to push them hard. I will try to get them to sin, try to get them to swear, try, because it really brought out the guilt out of me. And I was trying to get them to break as well. And it's the same thing. It, it feels like it's more and more now. And you're seeing it more. It's like when you to apologize just to mention God's name. It's so funny, isn't it? And, um, you know, for thousands of years, even up to the last hundred years, the whole population of the world, most of the whole population of the world, would it at least acknowledge that God was the one true God. But now it's changing. Now a lot of things are changing. Now living as a Christian in a free world is no longer free anymore. You know, And the world continues to evolve and it keeps increasing in drowning out God. It keeps increasing in rebelling against God and even denying that he even exists. And we all know that. We've all seen that. We say that every day and we know that for a fact. See, many say that the government is controlling us, but in fact, it's the devil that's controlling us. It's the devil that's trying to remove God out of society. The devil's trying to remove any sense of God, any, any, any understanding of God, so that society doesn't have that boundary or it doesn't have that protection around them. You know, Christians, we can get caught up in that darkness. It's a whirlwind of darkness that we're constantly 
under, constantly in that place. And many times we feel like we need to stop fighting. You know, you might as well just give up and conform with everyone else. Everyone else is doing it, it must be okay. I don't know, it must be okay. You know, it, it just do what you want. Just do what you feel is right. We battle in our mind, constantly going, just do it once. God will never know. Just do it not once. We battle, we'll battle that thought in our mind that, you know, did God really say that? Going back to Eve, did God really say that? We question ourselves sometimes. Boundaries, they're completely gone. No, no self-control. Everything is permissible in this world. The world's indulging in all sorts of wickedness, destruction. We see that all the time. See, sometimes it feels like the lines of truth and morality are so blurred and it gives many Christians license to do what they want. It gives them license to do, you know, what their, what their selfish desires want. Makes them, you know, use the word, well, I was ignorant to it. I didn't really know. But as Christians, we're reminded to, to not get caught in the ways of the world. You know, Jesus said in John 17, 16, we are in this world, but we are not of this world. You know, Peter echoes this in 1 Peter 2.11 in the Amplified Version I'll read. Beloved, I implore you as aliens and strangers and exiles in this world to abstain from sensual urges, the evil desires, the passions of the flesh, your lower nature that wage war against the soul. It's like every day battling, every day remaining faithful to God in a world like this, in a dark world, in a godless world, in a, god, in a godless world has many challenges. And we face temptations. We, we face these moral decisions on a daily basis. You know, being a Christian in society, we know, let's not water it down. It is difficult being a Christian in this society. Many Christians have a false reality that as, as you become a Christian or as soon as you, you put your hand up and you do the sinner's prayer, all of a sudden life is going to be perfect. It's going to be a pain-free life. Everything's going to be great. I used to think that. I actually did. I was 19 when I got saved. I mean, I, I turned away for a few years and came back at the age of uh, 24. But, you know, I thought, put my hand up. It's like, God's going to move mightily in your, in your life. God's going to put power in you. There's going to be a complete transformation. I thought, great, mate, all my problems are, whew, they're gone. But no, we still had to go through the problems. We still got to go through it. it. You know, we don't prosper overnight. You don't get a million dollars in your bank account overnight. You know, this prosperity gospel, sometimes it makes you think that. Unfortunately, that's what's been taught the last, you know, not, uh, not even a century uh, ago, but the last hundred or so years, that's what's been taught, that prosperity, as soon as you believe the gospel, prosperity. But the truth is, yes, God will prosper you. Yes, everything that we have in our life is for our enjoyment. That's what the Bible says. But there's a caveat if you remain faithful to God. That's really, that's really the, the thing that Christians love to miss. It's like we're ignorant. We're like, well, I, I didn't, I didn't know that was the, that was the case when I became a Christian. I didn't know I had to be faithful to God and let go of all my, all my desires, let go of all this stuff. But God is, is saying, Hey, I can give you freedom. I can give you a new life if you remain faithful to God. See, remaining faithful to God in this godless world is challenging. It is challenging. It'll prove difficult at times. Yes, it does. And we need to face the persecution. We need to face that mocking temptations that we're going to get. Look at Second Timothy 3.12. It says, in fact, all who want to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. See, but it doesn't say that 
you're never going to have a great life. God, God will bless you. God will anoint you. God will empower you. The caveat is, if you remain faithful to him, if you remain faithful to God, if you remain in a loving relationship with him. You know, have you noticed that people that live that selfish life here, they, they don't want to be around. They don't want to be around us too long. It's like that guilt, like I was saying. People generally don't like to be around others. They like to do morally the right thing, especially when they're doing morally the wrong thing. So they attack, they persecute, they bring temptations, like I was saying. It's a normal thing. We're going to get it. Let's not, let's not be ignorant of that. See, but the, the thing is God will bless those that endure the persecutions. God will bless those that endure the trials, the temptations for the sake of the gospel. James 1.12, it says, Blessed is the one who endures trials, because when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life that God has promised to those that love him. See, God will crown your life. He will put a crown not of gold. You know, straight away you think, oh, it's gold and jewels. No, not of gold. God will crown your life with righteousness, peace, joy. That's what he will crown your life with. He will crown you. He will give you that ability to be content in all situations and all circumstances like John preached powerfully last Sunday. He will give you that ability. He will, he's promised you eternal life. He's promised you that ability and that strength to walk righteous, upholding your life, walking right in his eyes, walking in love, peace, joy that you cannot understand in your own mind. God will put that on you. See, the book of Daniel has so many similarities of what we feel and experience today. Living in the world, but never feeling a part of it. Living as a stranger in a foreign land, like what he experienced. See, the book of Daniel is set when Daniel, uh, when Daniel, uh, the Old Testament prophet, and thousands of Israelites, they were exiled into Babylon. They were exiled into a place that was unknown. These guys, they were under oppression. They lost everything. They lost their family. They lost possessions. They lost... Uh, their land, they, they seemed lost in everything. They were surrounded by godlessness, similar to what we face today. There, there was an ever, there, there was a time where there's Jewish, most of them, the thousands of them just turned to wickedness. They would, they, they just compromised and they didn't care. They just said, you know what? It's just too hard. It's just too hard. We, we lost the holy land. We're no longer there. We're here in a foreign land surrounded by godlessness. Why not? They, they just gave up. And that's why Jeremiah prophesied that they will be in this place. You know, if there was ever a time for the Jewish cult, culture to rebel against God, now is the time. They were outside of their unknown, outside of being around their Jewish culture as the Babylonians were trying to change their culture and reculture them into their own godless culture. You know, they were, they, the thing is, they were already overcome. So it was so easy. It's like, ah, oh, sometimes we could feel like oh, we're already overcome. Might as well give up. You know, they were oppressed. The truth was blurred. They kept indoctrinating them with ungodly things and, and things about other gods. And similar to what we see on YouTube or, you know, uh, uh, on any social media platform, even on the news, or was speaking to people. You know, the, many Jewish in their faith, they compromised and they let go. They had reason to turn away from God. Like sometimes we feel like we have reason to turn away from God. They, they had reason to believe that God was no longer in control. How can God be in control? He took us out of the Holy Land. It's not fair. That was, my, that was a promise from us, from God. And, you know, sometimes we can feel like this too. 
Sometimes we can feel like it. Sometimes we can feel like we're in a trial. Where's God? Oh, we're, we're facing temptation. Oh, I, I must be feeling it. I might as well go with it. I can feel so right. I might as well do it. You know, sometimes we can feel like we're surrounded by friends or people around us that are saying all the negative things, the godless things, and it's like, well, I might as well ride the wave. Feels okay. We can feel like that too. Sometimes we can get overwhelmed at life, overwhelmed with all the pressures of living around us, and then we conform, conform to that selfish life of lust, greed, all sorts of selfish desires and temptations. See, but Daniel and his three friends were different. They were different. These guys, Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, they were in the same sort of environment that we were in and that we're in right now. They were surrounded by many Jews. Now, many Christians, they give up, and it's a reality. Many Christians, I saw a stat, uh, I haven't seen it recently, but it was 1,600 pastors and leaders a month either give up, either quit, or, or commit moral failure. 1,600 a month. That's crazy. That's crazy. And I think that was only in America. I can't remember now. It's been a while, but that's crazy. Even if it's in the world, that's painful. Wow. Crazy. See, the, you know, the, the Christians, Daniel and his three friends are under the same oppression. There were thousands of Israelites around them going, guys, what are you even going to try for? We're, we're ready. We've already been overcome. We're already, we're already in this place. What's the point? What's the point? <laughs> they were exiled. They were foreigners. They were foreigners in the land. They went through persecutions. They went through trials, temptations, but they endured to the end. Daniel and his three friends, they endured to the end. They still remained faithful to God amongst the thousands of Israelites around them, amongst the millions of Babylonians around them. They still remained faithful to God, meaning they remained in a, in a faithful relationship to God. And I might do that next time. They continued to pray and connect to God. They remembered his word, even though they were being indoctrinated by something else like us, indoctrinated with everything that we see around us turning us away from God, making us believe that there's no God in this world. They put their trust in God. They still did that. They still put their trust in the Lord. Their faithfulness, their faithfulness ultimately brought glory to God in all circumstances and all situations. Amazing. And this is how they remain faithful. This is how they remain faithful. Simple key. And it sets up the whole foundation for the whole book. And I read it a few weeks ago. Daniel 1.9. Daniel determined Daniel determined that he will not defile himself with the king's food or with the wine that he drank he determined wow that's pretty good see having having food and wine on the kids table meant partaking a meal sacrificed to other gods there was nothing wrong with eating at the king's table but what they were giving him was sacrificed to other gods and that would have been a direct disobedience to God they were determined not to do that Daniel refused to partake in the godless actions and the godless customs of the Babylonian Empire at the time. Daniel was determined to remain faithful to God and face the temptations and, godless, and the godlessness all around him. He was determined. That determination, he was determined. Daniel's determination, his determined faithfulness set up the whole book of Daniel. It set it all up. And he carried on to fulfill his call and destiny. See, his determined faithfulness drew attention from God himself. Wow. And in Daniel 1.17, I didn't, I'm not putting that up. It says that God filled them. 
It drew their attention. God filled them with wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. Wow, God did that. God filled them. And God was faithful to them because they were faithful to them, to God. God was faithful. Nebuchadnezzar, he recognized that Daniel and the three friends, they were 10 times better than anybody else around them. 10 times better. Wow. That's the power of God. Daniel did, Daniel's determined faithfulness. It gave him boldness. It gave him courage. It gave him courage to face the leaders around him, face the rulers, the governors, the kings around him in humility, respect, honor. Mate, these days, I, I remember when I was younger to, 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 to muster up any kind of courage in me, I had to get angry. I had to try to get angry and it sort of covered up my fear and I pushed the anger to give me courage and boldness. Sometimes we do that, right? Sometimes we sort of rally ourselves up. Oh, you're angry and then you, you got courage. No, it's an internal courage that the Lord gives you. The Lord gives you that courage. You don't need to respond out of anger. You don't need to respond out of hatred to be courageous and bold. You can be respectful. You can be honoring. You can be loving. Even to those oppressors around you, you could still be that way. Praise the Lord. I'm getting excited as usual. See, Daniel, Daniel in 2, 2.14, it says that Daniel responded in tact and discretion. He was able to turn situations around because of that wisdom, knowledge, and understanding from God. He had a determined faithfulness. His determined faithfulness became well known so much that he shone bright around him. Everywhere he went, and his three friends, everywhere they went, they, they, shone, they shone the light of God. Everyone was glorifying God. It was an ungodly nation, ungodly, godlessness nation. They were still glorifying God when they saw the situation and the circumstances that they were in and how they faced it. See, because of Daniel's determined faithfulness to God, nations and kings glorified him. Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, he glorifies God in Daniel chapter 4. This guy goes through a gruesome thing, Nebuchadnezzar. God warns him and he goes, hey, I put you, king. You remember in 25 years ago, Jeremiah prophesied about you taking over Jerusalem? That was prophesied. God put him as king. Basically, this is all mine. God took care of him. After a while, he went into the wilderness. I know I would love for you to read it, the whole book of Daniel, uh, at least from 1 to 6. That will blow your mind. And Nebuchadnezzar, he turns into an animal. I reckon his claws is like a bird. Scratching became turned into an animal. God gave him an animal mind. And then eventually, as soon as Nebuchadnezzar goes, do you know what? God's given me everything. God gave him the kingdom back. God's glory. Man, and Nebuchadnezzar was glorifying God the whole way through. It's amazing. Amazing story. I'd love for you to read it. Okay. Darius, the king of Persia, 70 years later, Darius glorifies God. After Daniel goes to the lion's den. It's another one in Daniel chapter 6. Daniel, Daniel glorified God in the godless nations. Because of him, because of his faithfulness, God was shining through that community. He prophesied the, the future. He proved that God is the Lord of lords and King of kings. He proved that God is in control of everything, of every king and kingdom. And look at what he said in Daniel 4.17. This is why he prophesied. This is so that the living will know that the Most High is ruler over human kingdoms. He gives them to anyone he wants, 
and sets the lowliest of people over them. God, he proved God's sovereignty. He proved the power of God through his faithfulness alone. Daniel continued to be faithful for over 70 years. He went through three different kings, two different kingdoms, the Babylonian kingdom, and then they, they took over and they, they overcame, uh, Persia overcame Babylon, so Persia took over, Darius took over as king. They still appointed him, Daniel. He served them faithfully, but still he did not compromise and he remained determined. He remained faithful to God. He, leaves a, he left a powerful le- legacy of faithfulness and Daniel is able to fulfill his calling and destiny God prepared for him. He even, he even endured the temptations. He endured persecution, endured the trials. In all situations, in all circumstances, Daniel brought glory to God. And I believe God is calling us to do the same thing. And, and God was really putting this on my heart last night. He's calling us to live a determined faithfulness, to love God above all else and to love people, to remain in prayerful relationship with Him, to, to obey His every word to be faithful and truthful to Him, to be integral in your decision-making, to endure through temptations, to endure through persecution, to endure through trials, to bring glory to God in all situations and circumstances. Ah, wouldn't you love that? A community worshipping and glorifying God because of those that are faithful to Him have really stood their ground and trusted in the Lord to remain faithful and shining bright in the community. See, I had a different direction up until this point, but God maybe, God, I felt God pushed me over last night and I understood why. He showed me just a, a, a click why. I understood why the Holy Spirit has been leading me through Colossians and Daniel. And I've been preaching about that the last couple of months. They're both very similar in their message. They're both very similar in their faithfulness to God and they, and they continue love for others. See, in Paul, the Colossians, Paul, Paul recognized that the Colossians had faithfulness to God and love for others. This time, Daniel and his friends, they had faithfulness to God and they had the worship, the respect and the honor for their leaders, even though they're the oppressors. See, and as I was preparing last night, I realized that the Holy Spirit is speaking to you directly, Living Hope Church. He's speaking to you. I want to encourage you today with all gratitude and, and fear of God in my heart. Living Hope Church, your determined faithfulness has brought glory to God. And I felt the Holy Spirit wanted me to tell you this. He's, he's seen a determined faithfulness in His church. He's seen a determined faithfulness in His people. The Lord is attentive to our faithfulness. Look at Psalm thirty-three twenty-eight. But look, the Lord keeps His eye on those that fear Him, those that depend on His faithful love. The Lord he sees it. He sees the determination in you. He sees it. He sees that determination. Maybe you, feel, you don't feel that way or maybe you don't see it for yourself. Determination in the dictionary simply means the ability to continue trying to do something, although it is very difficult. That's what determination is. You know, and God sees determination in us. Men and women that in this church that have endured through a fiery trial the last three and a half years and yet determined to remain faithful to God. Men and women went through, even, even, they, they would have even gone through half a trial, would have given up. But still, those at Living Hope Church stood by. Those at Living Hope Church remained faithful to God. God sees men and women in this church who were determined in their faithfulness. God sees them standing. 
you're still standing. You're still trusting. You're still believing. You're not giving up. You're determined to remain faithful to God, determined to draw near to Him, still walking with the Lord. Don't tell me that's not faithfulness. Still walking with Him, still loving God, and still loving others. Man, that's faithfulness. Those that have joined us in the last three and a half years, that includes you too. You have endured through your own trials that only you and God knows. Now you're a part of this body. And now you're one spirit with us. The Lord brought you here for a reason. You're connected to this church for a reason. There's a likeness about it. There's something about it. He brought you here to be connected with faithful men and women who have, who are determined in their faithfulness to love God and to love others. God had a plan for Daniel. God had a plan for Daniel and he fulfilled his purpose. Living Hope Church, God has a plan for you too. God has a plan for you too. Do you believe it? Do you believe it? This is his church. We are his people. This is his church. He will fulfill the call that he has called this place to fulfill. He will fulfill the destiny. As long as you remain faithful to him, praise the Lord. Like Paul says in Philippians 1.6, I am sure of this, that he who started the good work in you will carry it on to the completion until the day of Jesus Christ. And like God, and like God did to Daniel and, and Paul, and they both prayed and, and, and like Paul did to, to the church of Colossians, I believe the Lord wanted me to encourage you today, Living Hope Church, with this prayer. Because of your determined faithfulness to God and love for others, God will fill you with wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. That's the word of God. That's the word of God. You've remained faithful to God. Remain faithful to Him. He will fill you with wisdom to make the right decisions in the times of difficulty. He will give you knowledge to know the Lord and abound in His great love. He will give you understanding to discern the seasons and the times and see up ahead. Living Hope Church, God will continue to prove Himself to you. He will continue to prove Himself faithful as you remain faithful to Him and you will bring glory to God. Oh, mate, that is so good. Bring glory to God. Psalm 18, 25 to 26. I read this a few weeks ago. With the faithful, you prove yourself faithful. Powerful. With the blameless, you prove yourself blameless. With the pure, you prove yourself pure. There's a determination of faithfulness. There's a determination to remain faithful to Him. Living Hope Church, they have a determined, we have a determined faithfulness. And God is proving himself faithful. And if I can use the missions ministry, just one ministry in our church, as an example of God's faithfulness to his people. See, the church started this community food run back in, in December 2018. We did a Christmas hamper drive. Uh, we had many challenges, many difficulties along the way. Even at one stage, we couldn't get any food and we got rejected from, from organizations and we were trying, we couldn't get there, we couldn't do it. But we were determined to remain faithful. We were determined. God opened up the doors. We remained consistent every week. We built the trust in the community. Nearly three years on, and it's evident God is blessing this ministry. God is blessing what we're doing. God is blessing the faithfulness just in the last few months. Even in the lockdown, at a time when nothing was really moving, we've seen doors open up that would have never thought imaginable or even possible. We've reached communities that we've never imagined, regional communities, almost a thousand kilometers away schools 
disadvantaged families, individuals, homeless. It's such a large, we, we, each week we're distributing 4,700 meals each week. It's like, are you, what the, we're, we're, we're sending this off to hundreds of families and individuals. What the, that's crazy. It's, it's a huge amount for such a small church. It's crazy. Last week, we received a government grant of $25,000. A government grant. And, and, and just to grow the impact and make it grow. It was so easy. I'm in awe still. I don't even know how we got it. It's crazy. The people that gave us the grant, they called me during the week to ask, what do we do? They didn't even know what we did. I mean, I, I wrote it what we did. But they wanted to have an understanding. How can we support you? Anything else we can do? This is how you got to report. All of that stuff. And I just told them what we did. And they said, wow, we spoke to a few hundred communities around Sydney. No one's doing what you're doing. How can we help you? I'm like, what? We've only been really driving this hard for about a year. I mean, only the last few months, God's really opened the doors. But give us more money. <laughs> and, uh, and I said, no worries. The top of the list is four rounds a year. We're going to give it to you. I thought, praise the Lord. Man, God's good. We're faithful. We've become, we've been faithful. God's faithful to us. Last, uh, a few weeks ago, the city of Sydney called. I didn't even know they called people. I didn't even know that was possible. I didn't. I really didn't. And, and I, they said, we heard about what you're doing in the community. Can we give you money? Mike? Yeah. Okay. Okay. It's only a small amount, but hey, that's besides the point. You know what? It's going back into the community. God is so faithful. God is so faithful. We've been offered a free scholarship of $18,000 from another church in Victoria. And they're, they're going to help our community, help our church reach the lost, reach the community for Christ. Wow. Wow. Crazy. We've been praying for people that have come to our pantry. Oh, God, what a, oh, man, God, it's, uh, I'm in awe. We're talking to people in our community, people that would have never connected to a church. We're talking to them about God, talking to them, showing them the love. They're coming to us. How powerful is that? You keep giving, you keep giving, you keep giving. You keep sharing the love of God, keep remaining faithful to God, and God becomes faithful to you. And he starts to open up the doors of people's hearts. Amazing. We're now looking to start a Christian basics course uh, at the beginning of next year um, with those that attend our pantry. That's that's like another level. Whoever would have known that. Other opportunities are opening up, and uh, we're going to be updating you guys in the in the coming weeks ahead. Hopefully, in the coming weeks ahead. Amazing. And Living Hope Church, I want you guys to know this is not the efforts of one or two people. The Lord is proving faithful because of your faithfulness because of your support, because of your love, because of your prayers, because of your planning. God is proving faithful to you. God is proving faithful to us because we've had hope. Because of even you volunteering, your help has been amazing. Your faithfulness will bring glory to God and will become the beaming light in this community. Lifting the Lord up, honoring Him, loving those. And you know what happens when you lift the Lord up? All men and women are drawn to Him. Powerful. So good. That's the only one area in our church. God's doing so much more in our church, both in the church and individually. God's doing so much more to those that remain faithful to Him. And, and in a few weeks' time, we, we, we're going to be coming back in person 
in a few weeks. And now's not the time to pull back in your heart. I know it's been hard. Lockdown might have been difficult for you. Lockdown might have taken it out of you, taken the wind out of you, made you feel like you need to pull back. It's been amplifying your fears, doubts, anxiety, even that social anxiety to reconnect again. It's been hard. (laughs) You sort of, you know, you're doing the Zoom thing and then all of a sudden, ah, hey. (laughs) Might feel like that, but that's okay. That's okay. The perfect love of God casts out all fear. Maybe you're even hearing me today, right now, and you're feeling like, hey, man, I don't, I don't fit into that category. I haven't been unfaithful. I've been unfaithful to God. Maybe you feel like you've stuffed up. You're feeling guilty, condemned. Or maybe you feel like you've compromised yourself or compromised your values. Maybe you even feel like you've been in the wilderness for a while. Maybe you feel like you've been away from God, getting tired, deflated, retracting, demotivated. If you're feeling at all in any of this way, and if you're watching me today, (laughs) if you're watching me today, I encourage you with one thing. One thing I know, one thing I know is for certain. Hey, one thing and you probably don't know. You're still watching. You thought about that? You're still, you're still hanging on. You're still hanging on. You're still here. You're still standing. There's got to be some determination in you, right? You're still here. There's still some determination inside of you. You know, that determination, that determination, like I said, that ability to do things and to, to, to move, even though it's difficult. You know, that determination that you have to run a, to run a race. We've all got some determination in us. That determination to, 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 to reach a certain goal. That determination to get the last KFC out of the KFC bucket or the last piece of cake on the plate. We've all got some determination in us. We've all got determination. God's not looking for perfection. He's not looking for perfection. Man looks at the outside, but God looks at the heart. God knows you. God knows you got it inside of you. God knows that you can rise up to the occasion. God knows that you can be determined. He sees determination and commitment in you. Second Chronicles 16.9, this is what the Lord's saying about you. The eyes of the Lord search the whole earth in order to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to him. God knows your heart. God knows you. Whatever muster of, of determination is inside of you, bring it up. You're still standing. You're still watching. You're hanging on. There is determination. Don't lie to yourself. There is determination inside of you to rise up, take hold, make a decision to become faithful to God again. Come as you are, broken, afraid, anxious, tired, worn out. It's time to repent. Turn to him. Do you know God will honor your repentance? God will honor your repentance. You know that guy that was in the temple had the, pro, the, the Pharisee going, oh, well, you know, uh, Lord God, I don't want to be like this sinner right here. But that man, that sinner, do you know what he was doing? He was sitting down, head down, and going, oh, God, please forgive me. Please forgive me, Lord. And God said, hey, I saw your heart, man. I saw your heart. I saw your commitment. Whatever determination was inside of you, it's coming out. Take that to the next step. Make that decision. Let go of the ungodliness. Let go of the, you know, I'm not good enough thinking. Let go of the negativity. Become determined in your faithfulness to God. Become determined. The Lord responds to your faith. The Lord, the Holy Spirit will fill you with strength. 
He will encourage you. He will strengthen you like that chronicle said. He will strengthen the hearts of those that are committed to him. It's amazing. It might feel like a difficult task to overcome. It might feel like it, but don't give up. Don't get tired. Living Hope Church, don't get tired. Don't give up. All right, sure, we've gone through a massive year and a half of of pretty much up and down lockdowns, but don't give up. Remain faithful to him. Look at Daniel, remain faithful to him. God's saying, hey, you got it inside of you. Don't give up. Get determined to be faithful. Galatians 6, 9 says, let us not become weary in doing good. Let us not become weary of being faithful to God. Let us not becoming weary of walking with him, of having a relationship with him, of praying and connecting with him. Let's not become weary. For at the proper time, we'll reap a harvest if we don't give up. Get determined to be faithful in God. God will fill you. That harvest, don't think about financial harvest. Think about the wisdom. Look at Solomon. Solomon didn't ask for money. That's what the world wants you to think, that all you're going to chase are prosperity. No, Solomon asked for wisdom. Solomon asked for that wisdom of God to fill him. And God's saying, hey, you've been faithful to God. You've made a decision to turn back because of the blood of Christ, the blood of Jesus. You have become faithful. And because of that, God will fill you with his wisdom, knowledge, understanding. Amazing. Put your confidence back on the Lord. Jeremiah 17.7, the last scripture. The person who trusts in the Lord, who confidence indeed is the Lord, is blessed. Praise the Lord. Putting your confidence in him, you're blessed. Get determined to trust in him. Get determined to have a loving relationship with him. Get determined. Don't let nothing hold you back. Connect with his words. Pray. Pray. Be determined in your faithfulness to God and he will be faithful to you. Don't give up. Don't give up. The Lord will internally revive you when you make that decision to remain faithful to him. We're talking about a reviving Christ to 2021. Who would have known the year that we went through? Who would have known? But there's been something going on. There's been an internal reviving going on. There's been that little walking, that little steps that we've been taking, little bits of faithfulness. Staying faithful to him. Remain faithful. The Lord is reviving his church if we remain faithful. Praise the Lord. We're coming to to in-person service in two weeks. Come with your head up high. Come with your head up high. Decided. Determined in your heart to be faithful to God. Come with your head up high. Fully committed. Fully committed in your heart to him. Not to the church. Not to the organization. To him. Let God fill your heart. Be determined to him. Be determined to be faithful with him. Come with joy and gladness because of what Jesus has done on the cross. That living hope. The Lord will reward your determined faithfulness. Amen. Amen. Let me pray before we close. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Father God. We thank you, Lord. We thank you for your word, Lord. We invite your presence. We thank you, God. We invite your presence right now. Holy Spirit, we worship you. 
We invite you here, Lord. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you that you're touching every heart here today, Lord. We thank you, Lord, that you're reviving every heart, every mind, awakening the souls, awakening the people, awakening us to your faithfulness, awakening us. We thank you, Holy Spirit, that you'll lead us. You would guide us into all truth. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you would empower and strengthen us, strengthen those that are feeling tired, those that are feeling worn out. The Word of God says, Jesus says, come to Him, all those that are tired and have heavy heart, and He will give you rest. Turn to Him. There might be a desire in your heart to turn away from Him, but turn, go the other way. Might be a little bit harder, but there's so much more, so much more, so much more. Thank you, Father, that you strengthen us with the determination to become faithful with you. Help us to walk right with you, Lord. We thank you. Give us that determination to pray, that determination to want to know more of you, to read your word, to understand your goodness, to understand your faithfulness. We thank you, Father. Thank you, God, for your faithfulness. Thank you, Lord, that you'll never leave us or forsake us. And like that song said in the beginning, all of our life, Lord, you've been faithful. All of our life, you've been faithful. And God, we thank you that we will remain faithful to you. Faithful to you. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you. We thank you, Lord. Thank you for Jesus. Open up our eyes, Lord. Open up our eyes to your faithfulness. Open up our eyes. Let us taste and see that the Lord is good. We thank you, Father. That you'll awaken up every heart. You'll revive every person in this church, Lord. And you'll put a, a spirit of determination inside of us determined to keep going determined to remain faithful in you thank you Father Amen Praise God Thank you Father God